Hey everyone, this is Phil Pringle. Thanks for jumping on today and listening to the C3 Church Global Podcast. Hey, uh, love you to subscribe and uh, tap that subscribe button so that we pop up in your inbox each week when we post. And I know you're going to love today's message. I want to always help people to find their way in God, discover purpose, build their faith, and help them face life and fulfill their dreams. You're going to love this message today. Today we're going to be looking at a devotional on healing the wounded spirit. I wrote a book on this many years ago after I'd been through a very disappointing, discouraging experience. And I am not your therapy sort of a guy. I, I, I'm not the, a counsellor. I'm not a person who gets involved in trying to bring uh, healing in that kind of way. That is not my calling. Many people do, and it's wonderful. They do a great job of looking after people. I'm a leader called to make decisions and project vision and build a team and uh, build the church and preach faith and all of that. So, but I found that there was this moment in my life where I really was wounded in my spirit and needed therapy from God and from others. I needed help to heal up because I found that if I didn't heal in that area, I was going to be walking with a limp, a a very damaged lifestyle. So our spirit, even though we are born again, it can be damaged. It can become filthy, 2 Corinthians 7.1 says, and it can become sick. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence, which is talking about keeping your attitude, your spirit. Look after it, guard it with all diligence, because out of that flow the issues of life. And there are a lot of people who know that they could be doing better, but they're yelling at their kids, they're shouting on the road, they're angry with their customers, they're not treating their staff right, and they know that that's not quite who they really are. It's not the best version of themselves because there's a wound an unhealed, unresolved wound on the inside that is just constantly upsetting who they are. Other people can look on and say, they're not themselves since that happened or since that happened. And and it is important that we get healed down on the inside of our soul. Acts 3.19 says, times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. The Amplified Bible says that word refreshing means recovery as if from the effects of heat. So it relates in the Old Testament to a young boy who went to help his father at the harvest time reap the harvest. It was his first day at work. He didn't take a hat. He got sunstroke. He fainted. They brought him to his mother, and on her knees, the boy dies. He died of sunstroke. He died because of the effects of heat. Now, happily, that mother had great faith in God, and she reached out to the prophet, the local prophet who also believed in miracles. He came and prayed for that young boy, and a supernatural miracle happened. He came back to life. 
So this scripture is saying times of refreshing, times of recovery as if from being burnt out, of being in too much heat, under too much pressure, and you've basically spiritually died, we can bring refreshing from the presence of the Lord. As you look through the book of Proverbs and through the whole, the whole Bible, but especially in the book of Proverbs, it addresses the sickness of spirit. It says in Proverbs 15 verse 4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. So when you've got a wholesome tongue, you've got a strong spirit. But if you start using wrong language and you're, your, your whole conversational tone is wrong. It, you lose power in your spiritual life. Proverbs 15 verse 13 says, sorrow, By sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. And in Proverbs 17, 22, But a broken spirit dries the bones. So it's like if we're broken in our spirit, we're going to get sick in our body. Ezekiel 37 verse 2, when the prophet is walking through the valley and he looks at the bones, he says, behold, they were very dry. So that means that before that, their spirit was broken. And we've lived in an age recently with COVID and lockdowns and isolation of a lot of people feeling broken in their spirit, hopelessness. And that state of those people in the valley was that they felt hopeless. They said, our hope is gone. Our hope is lost. That will break a person's spirit just about more than anything. Hopelessness means I've been dislocated from God because He is the God of hope. Romans 15 verse 13. When Ezekiel looks at those Bones in the valley, the answer God gives him is the breath of God. Breathe on these slain. And as they did, they came together. They restored. They recovered as they got into the breath of God. I'm not sure what church you go to or what Christian tradition you're from, but I would urge you to be in a place where the Holy Spirit is moving because that will bring fresh hope, fresh life into uh, your spirit. And you'll find that that affects everything in your life. In Isaiah 1, verse 5 and 6, the prophet talks about how the whole head is sick. The whole heart faints. There's no soundness, but wounds, bruises, and putrefying sores. They're sick in their spirit. So even the drive to live goes. I mean, you ever got out of bed in the morning and just wanted to go straight back? You ever, you ever kind of woke up feeling anxious, stressed, depressed, wishing you, you didn't have the day ahead? And that is, that is hopelessness. That is despair. And that's not from God. When He's visited your spirit, when He has poured into your soul and you are healthy down on the inside, honestly, you, you wake up with hope. You think today will be a good day. You're able to move through life better than, better than you ever have. 
and, and to find that you're confident in situations rather than withdrawing and retreating and feeling defeated and fearful and nervous. You're actually bold and able to conduct a great conversation and you're able to be involved in other people's worlds and caring and loving for them rather than just being it all about you. There's a, an amazing scripture in Proverbs that says, disappointment or hope deferred makes the heart sick. Disappointment is, is not easy to cope with. It wounds the spirit and it makes the heart sick. It can make your mouth curl. It can sour your attitude. Disappointment, especially disappointment with God. Sometimes we have expected God to be something He's not or to give us something He's never promised. And if our expectation is wrong and somebody's told us like it's going to happen and it doesn't, that disappointment, it is difficult to cope with. I think sometimes people want God to be their mother rather than their father. <laughs> and I... I mean, nothing wrong with mothers. I love, love mothers. And, uh, but the way a mother raises a child and a father is, is very different. Uh, and that both are needed. And, uh, and so a, a, a father will rumble with his kids, wrestle with his boys. And mums go, oh. A, a father will push the swing high at the park. Mothers go, no, 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 no. She's nurturing. The kid falls off the bike. Dad says, get up again. Mum's like saying, oh, no, no. And so that, that balance between nurturing and caring and also development and, and urging the kid on and to become strong and tough and, and to uh, be able to handle life uh, produces uh, an empathetic person, but also a resilient person. And, and sometimes I think that people are seeing God as only nurturing. He is nurturing but he is also a life development person. So he's going to call us into situations that might seem dangerous, challenging. The call of a soldier is on us. And Paul says, endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. There are going to be some things that are tough, very tough, but we are built for it. However, if we are wounded in our spirit, we'll find that it's very difficult to go into the battle, to face any difficult conflict situations. In Exodus 6, 9, it says they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. Let me give you some background. God spoke to Moses and said, go and tell my people I'm going to set them free. Moses did. And they all went, wow, that's amazing. Because he showed them some signs that proved he was from God. So he went to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he said, hey, let the people go. And Pharaoh said, why would I do that? And he showed him the signs. Pharaoh was unimpressed. So that nothing happened. In fact, their enslavement became worse. They were told to do twice as much with half as much resources. They were like in a worse state than they were before. And now... Moses came back to them because God said, go back to them and tell them I'm still going to set them free. They didn't believe Moses. Their disappointment had crushed their faith. And they were, it says here, because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. 
they just weren't prepared to believe what Moses said anymore. They were cynics. Why would we believe you? The last time you told us, it got worse. We've got to make more bricks. We've got half as much and they're whipping us twice as bad. No, we're not going anywhere. Sometimes in the journey of deliverance, the first step, the grip tightens and people trying to give up smoking or go on a diet. It's like instantly this, the grip tightens and it's, it's, it seems like it's going to be hard, but it's not. If you keep trusting the Lord, it will be, will be hard, but not impossible. And so Moses couldn't get them to believe. Uh, Hebrews 4.2 says, you know, they just, just couldn't believe God. They weren't going to believe Him. So let me give you four conditions of spirit that God can bring healing to us and wants to bring healing to The first one is the broken spirit. It says in Proverbs 18, verse 14, the spirit of a man sustains him in sickness, but who can bear a broken spirit? That's saying if you get sick and you've got a broken spirit, it's, uh, it's difficult because you don't have hope, you don't have faith, you're just uh, sick and broken inside. Uh, there are parallels in this between physical and spiritual uh, in terms of the healing. With, with a broken spirit, our spirit is the place of trust and faith. Our spirit is the place of knowing God. Our spirit is the place of motivation. So a man who has spirit, he has go in him. He's got go, but when it's broken, it's gone. And when that go has gone out of us, it's, it's difficult to just drag yourself through every day trying to accomplish anything. So to heal up a broken spirit, it's like healing a broken bone. And it needs to be in a, in a tight environment. It needs to be on a narrow path, not the wide one where there's a lot of options, but a more narrow, disciplined lifestyle for a period of time so that that spirit is healed. The things that break a spirit are things like broken trust. Many divorces happen because of broken trust. Many partnerships in business break up because of broken trust. Failure, when you thought you were going to succeed and you failed and you lost a lot of money or lost a lot of friends, that can break our spirit. When we have greater responsibility than is reasonable, especially if we have more responsibility than authority. The two must be always equal. But to say you're responsible, but you haven't got any authority to make decisions, never get into that situation. That will break a person quickly. So low initiative and low level of motivation is indicative of a broken spirit. That's what it could be. If you're feeling that, reach out to God in this time and let healing come your way. The, 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 the other thing that will heal a broken spirit, like a broken leg, is support from others. You walk around with a walking stick or a crutch or crutches when, you're, when you've broken your leg. And being supported by others is a good thing during those times. Having good friends and good people around us. The second condition is what I'd call the stabbed spirit. It bleeds. Black, angry thoughts and ugly emotions. So when we get stabbed in our spirit, a knife, it's like a person 
back, was backbiting or betrayed a confidence or said something really nasty to us and it cut. We got a cut spirit and uh, we get poison in there. That gets infected, especially if we hang around toxic people. If we hang around septic language, it infects that wound. If we find, you know, I'm wounded and I want to find somebody else's wound so we can moan together. We need to get around antiseptic people. We need to get around antitoxic people so that we are able to heal up in a cleansed environment. Sharp words are what wound us. Psalm 47 verse 4 tells us that. But when we are cleansed and we're getting not harsh cutting words, but healing words spoken into our lives, we'll actually do okay. One of the things with a cut in our flesh is that we need to sew it up for the flesh to join together and heal again. Now, there'll be a bit of a scar, but good surgeons and can actually sew it up so it's, it looks pretty seamless. That's called closure. And we, we only find closure when we actually forgive the people who have wounded us. Understand this, the way of forgiveness and reconciliation in Scripture is that the offended person, the victim, offers the forgiveness first. We don't wait until the person says, I'm sorry. We forgive before they say sorry, and even if they don't say sorry. But that is the process. It may even seem unfair, but it is how God has dealt with us. We have lived wrong towards Him, but He forgave us already through Christ. All we have to do is enter into that relationship again to be reconciled. So as we forgive those people, it's like stitching up the wound. We get closure. The antiseptic of good people around us, of the Word of God, of worship, makes us healed so that we don't come out of that experience with a bad attitude. The third one is a bruised spirit. That's in Luke 4.18, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to heal them that are bruised. A bruising is when a sudden jolt or thump takes us off, off, off guard and we are bruised. You look at some people who've been through a, a car accident, even though they haven't got anything broken, the bruises all over them and they're very sensitive to touch. So you, you go up to a person who's got a bruise and you touch him on the bruise. They go, wow, that hurt. A person with a bruised spirit overreacts, even just to a little question like, how are you? you go, wow, what's it to you? you know, it's just like, not, they're not themselves. They're, it's a bad reaction because they're sensitive in that area. So bruising just takes time to get through it and to not be around too many things that are going to actually touch those points where we are bruised. Jesus was bruised. It says in Isaiah 53 verse 3, bruised for our iniquities. He took a bruising on that tree. And when we're bruised, we're walking with some pain in our lives. But it will pass. It heals up on its own. Uh, the fourth is poison. This is the fourth condition that can affect us in our 
in our spirit. So there's broken, there's cut, there's bruised, and now there's poison. And you find uh, in the Psalms, it talks about the poison of asps is under their tongue. You ever spoken to a person and you can feel poison coming out of them? Well, if you drink that poison, you'll get the same attitude. Or if it's against you and, and you let it get in you because you, you don't forgive, you don't just let it roll over you, but you take it to heart, it can actually be like a venom on the inside of you really distressing your spirit. And so to let this bitterness, this sourness that's come from under the tongue, and even it's not just in conversation. I've had letters sometimes, as I'm sure many of us have, that there's a spirit in the letter. And as you read it, you can feel this poison in there. A lot of social media stuff, a lot of online chatter and stuff has that same poison in it. If you let it get in you, it isn't going to do your spirit any good. If you have been poisoned, you know and you think, I want to get rid of this. I don't want to be this kind of person. The Word of God will cleanse you. John 15, 3, Jesus said, I've cleansed, I've cleansed you through the Word of God. The washing of the Holy Spirit, Titus 3, verse 5, and quality fellowship where you come together with good people, good-hearted people. You may feel uncomfortable amongst them for a little while, but hang out and be in there and let that spirit that is in the church, that is in the fellowship of the people of God, become the same spirit that washes through you. At the end of the Gospels, especially the Gospel of John, we read stories of healing. And one of them is the healing of Peter, who was so disappointed in himself. He overexpected on himself. He thought, I will never deny Jesus. In fact, he compared himself to all the others. He said, these all might deny you, but not good old Pete. I'm going to be with you all the way through to the end. When push came to shove and he was pressed about being a follower of Jesus, he said, no, I'm not. He denied Jesus, not once, not twice, three times with cursing and swearing to prove that he was nowhere near a follower of Jesus. And then he realized when the cock crowed, as Jesus had prophesied, he just wept so bitterly. Well, a few days later, Jesus rises from the dead. And when he is telling the people to go tell the disciples, he said, and tell Peter too. And make sure he's there when I turn up on the beach. So Peter's pretty depressed with himself, very discouraged. He's, he's got a wounded spirit. They're out fishing. He says, I'm going back to my old life. He's in a backsliding journey. Jesus is on the beach cooking fish. Peter sees him, runs to him. And Jesus says, hey, Peter, do you love me? He asks him three times to heal up three betrayals that came out of Peter's mouth. Three disappointments, three major breakages, damage in his spirit. And he heals the man, bringing out of him a confession. Yeah, I do love you, Lord. I do love you, Lord. That counteracted the betrayal, the things that I don't know, don't know him. And just a few weeks after that, Peter was standing preaching. And he won 3,000 people to Christ as he got filled with the Holy Spirit. It's so important that you and I have a healthy spirit.
that we are walking healed on the inside. It's inevitable we will get wounded. And I am praying that this message and the book that I've written on healing the wounded spirit will find its way into many people's hands to help them live whole and complete lives. God bless you. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the C3 Church Global Podcast today. Trust you received something that will inspire you from today's message. Hey, don't forget to follow myself and my wife, Christine, on Instagram. Keep up to date with what we're doing and latest news. I'm at Phil Pringle and my wife is at Chris A. Pringle. So we'd love to hear from you and uh, give us a review on the podcast as well. We look forward to sharing with you again next week. See you then.